How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Phillies Today podcast. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson, coming to you uh, on a day after the Phillies win 8-4 over the Toronto Blue Jays. Phillies playing a two-game series against the Blue Jays, one of those weird like home-and-home series that they have with their quote-unquote interleague rivals. It rotates every year, whether it's the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the play two more uh, in Toronto later this season. But a seven oh five or six forty rather p.m. night game last night, a four oh five afternoon getaway game already here today. Uh, these series are always weird. The Phillies uh, sending their best to the hill in this series, and Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Uh, and it was big to get a win last night. Like it was, it was a really bad week uh, last week in Los Angeles, and coming back to play the Red Sox, losing back to back series, getting killed left and right in that Dodgers series. Uh, and the Phillies went an entire week without winning a ball game, and now. They've won two in a row, and as the saying in the movie Major League goes, you know they've they won one on Sunday. They had they had an off day on Monday, but they won one on Tuesday. Uh, if they do win the ball game here today, that will be a winning streak. You know it has happened before, and not that long ago that the Phillies had a winning streak, a nice little winning streak there going uh, towards the end of April and into early May. Um, they had a nice Astro series, and then kind of really things went off the rails for a while. So it would be nice if they could get it back on track and get a nice little two-game sweep here over the Blue Jays. Again, they win 8-4 last night. Uh, but, of course, we can't have nice things. This is Philadelphia. We can't have nice things. I, you know, we're having nice things right now uh, with the Sixers going up 3-2 against the Boston Celtics. For all the basketball fans out there, that is obviously huge. And a lot of the Philadelphia sports landscape attention is certainly there right now. Uh, but some disturbing news from the Phillies front uh, here on, you know, early uh, towards the middle of the day uh, on Wednesday. And that is Jose Alvarado. Uh, he is going to the injured list. 15-day injured list stint for Jose Alvarado. He has suffered left elbow inflammation. Uh, and Rob Thompson, before the game, he just spoke, as I'm recording this, just a little while ago uh, to the reporters before the game on Wednesday. Uh, he admitted he's concerned, and that's never good to hear. He, Rob Thompson told the media, he didn't say, oh, you know, we'll have the MRI, which, well, he did say we're going to have the MRI, but he didn't hide behind the fact that they're getting an MRI done and he's trying to play coy and say that nothing's wrong at all. No, he looked, you know, the media in the eye and said he's concerned. He, he's concerned that Jose Alvarado uh, might not be in this bullpen for a little while here. And that's really a shame on a number of fronts. Number one is guy was having an all-star season and, you know, was going to Rob Thompson obviously managing the All-Star game this year in Seattle in July, and Alvarado was probably going to go with them. And besides the fact that that would have been a really cool honor, like he's been the number one consistent bright spot, not only just in the the bullpen this year, but maybe the biggest bright spot and the best player at doing his specific role on this entire team this season. The guy's been unhittable, uh, you know, strike one, strike two, and good luck. I mean, batters have been nowhere close, nowhere close uh, to going up and putting good at-bats up against Jose Alvarado, and the fact that the Phillies aren't going to have him, that's hugely concerning. Now, I will give a positive uh, to this. Obviously, what this means for the Phillies, Jose Alvarado not going to be in that bullpen for at least 15 days here. It is retroactive uh, to a couple days ago. He was not brought into the game last night. Uh, but the fact that Jose Alvarado is not going to be in this bullpen for at least the next two weeks and maybe the foreseeable future here, they're going to have to rely more heavily uh, on the other guys in that bullpen. You saw a few of them uh, last night when Rob Thompson was trying to get through a win. Sir Anthony Dominguez, Gregory Soto, Connor Brogdon, and the Craig Kimbrels uh, of the world, I'll say. Those are the guys who are really going to need to step up in a big way. And Craig Kimbrell in particular. Kimbrell, I've highlighted on the podcast before, 
he has not had an incredibly you know reliable season. He had a really really bad outing recently uh, out in L.A. where of course he allows a walk off grand slam to Max Muncie. Uh, his ERA is was north of eight as of yesterday. It's still north of seven and a half as of today. Um, he's had a really, really shaky up and down season. Guy's a very seasoned veteran. He's been in baseball forever, but he looked really good last night. He pitches an inning clean. It wasn't technically a save situation because the Phillies were up four, but gets two strikeouts, 14 pitches, and he was hitting 99 on his fastball. Like That's a really, really good sign from Craig Kimbrell. Again, you don't want to overreact to just one outing, but the fact that Craig Kimbrell is capable. Like he's probably going to be the guy who if Rob Thompson trusts him, like he's the most ex- experienced guy in that Phillies bullpen with closing games and it seems like Rob Thompson has trusted him in a number of big spots so far this season. You would have to imagine that this is the opportunity for Craig Kimbrell. He's going to make or break, you know, his role in the, within this bullpen uh this entire season based upon what he does here while Alvarado is out and expect to see him in the ninth inning, expect to see him in the eighth inning if that's where the meat of the opposing order is coming up. Of course, you know, Thompson loves to play righty lefty if the situation calls for it. But if all things are created equal, the high leverage outs and the late inning outs for this Phillies bullpen now are going to Craig Kimbrell. And that's just how this season's going to progress. I. I'm skeptical to say the least, but last night a very, very good sign um, and reason to believe that maybe he has turned a corner and maybe he has found something that has not existed previously for the first close to month and a half of the season. Uh, Certainly helped the Phillies close the game last night with ease. Uh, And so he was part of that 8-4 win last night, and he's going to be part of this bullpen right in the thick of things uh, moving forward. Also, you can't overshadow the other guys I listed. Gregory Soto, uh, who has been, for the most part, very good, had one really shaky outing that kind of threw his ERA off. But for the most part, when you bring him in a game, I feel pretty good about it. Connor Brogdon has looked very good. Uh, And Sir Anthony Dominguez, who has had, he allowed two runs last night, but neither of them earned. Uh, He's had a bit of an up-and-down season to start in terms of he allowed a bunch of runs early in the year but he hasn't allowed an earned run in close to a month here and so for Sir Anthony Dominguez to kind of be hitting his stride as well he's the other guy uh, in that Phillies bullpen that really has closing experience it's been a little while um, but to get high leverage outs from a guy like that something the Phillies are absolutely going to need and Rob Thompson certainly a guy who manages you know with trust and as much as we discuss how he is an analytical manager and he likes to play lefty-righty and things of that nature. Uh, He certainly goes with guys who he trusts. He certainly goes with guys who have been pitching well lately. And this is going to be a real test for for that bullpen and a real test for Rob Thompson. He's going to earn his paycheck as well, too, uh, while Jose Alvarado is out managing the bullpen uh, in late inning games. And hopefully the Phillies are in a bunch of situations. Hopefully this offense puts them in a bunch of situations where they are needing to preserve leads late. So, So that's definitely... The news of the day, in my opinion, right? There's been a number of things that have come out of this Phillies team within the last week. It seems like also Rob Thompson yesterday telling the media uh, that Bryson Stott's going to be the leadoff guy uh, moving forward. And, you know, I know a lot of people were excited to hear that, that Schwerber would not be hitting leadoff any longer. Uh, But I think this news about Alvarado is taking that over as the news of the week. So Phillies bullpen looks a lot different. The Phillies lineup going to look a lot different moving forward as we got another game of Bryson Stott hitting leadoff last night. That seems to be uh, the move moving forward. They did Schwarber for like a week. That's out. So these are the new look Phillies, if you will. And this is regular season baseball for you. So that's takeaway number one. 
the Phillies bullpen lineup going to look different, but uh, the bullpen news obviously coming in uh, earlier today here on Wednesday. Number two, and this is a guy who has been under a lot of scrutiny uh, to start the season. I, I, I don't want to say he hasn't faced like a stadium full of booze yet or anything like that, but when you sign a contract such as Trey Turner and you're the big hot-ticket free agent of the offseason, you sign an 11-year deal with the team uh, for $300 million, like, that's... you got to produce. Like, there's no other way to say it. you got to produce. And he's got a nine-game hitting streak going. Uh, funny enough, the, the funniest part about that hitting streak, I don't know how many guys can have a nine-game hitting streak such as Trey Turner is having right now, and his batting average actually hasn't fluctuated in either direction since he's been doing it. It's been a lot of one-for-fours, one-for-fives. He had one two-for-five in there. Within this entire hitting streak, he had one two-hit game. But it seems like he just gets one hit per day. This started even really before Bryce Harper got back in the lineup. But the fact that Bryce Harper has been in that lineup has to, has to be helping him uh, because he's been, as part of this new-look Phillies lineup, Stott hitting one, the two-three punch of Trey Turner, Bryce Harper. Uh, Trey Turner's getting more pitches to hit. And, you know, he's not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. He's not knocking the the cover off the ball or anything, but he's ha- been having nice line drive swings and getting himself on base that way. And the fact that Bryce Harper has been hitting behind him absolutely has to be helping that. Uh, so Trey Turner getting going here in the last week and a half or so, even though it was through a lot of tough times for this team, through a lot of really bad losses, th- that's a really good sign. Like Trey Turner needs to get it going. This offense in general needs to be putting more runs on the board more consistently so that Rob Thompson has a problem, going back to the bullpen for a second, has the problem of how do I manage these late innings? How am I going to you know, win a close game here and be aggressive and play the matchups late in games? Uh, Trey Turner is as big of a part of that uh, as anybody. Getting Bryce Harper obviously huge, but Trey Turner is that two-hole hitter. I uh, would absolutely love to see him continue uh, on this pace he's on. So again, a nine-game hitting streak, a bit of a quiet nine-game hitting streak, as I mentioned, because it's been a lot of like one-for-fives and it was through a time where the Phillies were playing on the West Coast and not playing all too well. Uh, but Trey Turner definitely benefiting from Bryce Harper behind him. So that was takeaway number two because uh, he got another hit last night and he drove in a run with it uh, as well. So uh, he goes one-for-five, has an RBI, his batting average, 261, the exact batting average he began the hitting streak with. That's kind of just a little weird tidbit for you. Uh, and then the third takeaway I had from last night and this is a guy, I mentioned Jose Alvarado is on track to be an all-star, and he's now getting hurt, and unfortunately there's a good chance uh, that may halt those plans if he doesn't get back quickly. Uh, Nick Castellanos is going to be an all-star. Like Talk about a guy who all offseason and all last year did not deliver, and for a, he was the high-ticket free agent uh, for the Phillies um, an offseason ago, not this past offseason, the offseason before, but prior to the 2022 season. And he did not deliver in any way last year. Like, Nick Castellanos was awful. He would chase tons of pitches out of the zone. He looked out of sorts at the plate. And this was a guy who was a former All-Star and was phenomenal. And, you know, with the Reds was really good. With the Tigers was really, like, had a really good career. And with the Cubs, too, as well, for a little bit there. And he comes to the Phillies and nothing's clicking, nothing's working. And he's really a guy that I knew going into the 2022 season, if he could just get, if he could find himself into a groove, Philadelphia fans would love this guy. I still remember his press conference uh, with his agent, Scott Boris, who obviously represents a number of guys on this team, Bryce Harper most notably. The press conference he had prior 
to spring training in 2022 where he said, I don't have a college degree, I hit baseball. It's like, this guy is Philadelphia, right? Like, he is the guy we want up there at the plate. He's a fighter. He's a little bit of a menace to other teams. You think about early in the season uh, when Alexis Diaz was on the mound and they're playing the Reds and he's dancing off third base and he's clapping in his face. Like, Nick Castellanos is the exactly the type of guy that you want on your team, and exactly the type of guy that you hate when he's on the other team. Like, he's he seems like he's just a bit of a pest to get out. And unfortunately, last year, he kind of lost some of that edge because he wasn't hitting well. Well, Nick Castellanos last night goes three for four, the double, a home run. He's batting 317 with an OPS of nearly 900. He's got five home runs on the season. Like, it's time for us to acknowledge that, and again, it's May. The All Star team won't be picked uh, for, you know, a couple months here. And then the game is still two months away. And certainly you don't want to just see him produce in one half of the season and then on the other half of the season it kind of falls off. But Nick Castellanos has gone from like an eyesore in the Phillies lineup, like one, an automatic out, especially in the postseason, make, popping up to make the final out of the World Series on the first pitch. Like everything that was wrong, he, he was like the worst part of that Phillies lineup a year ago. To now, he's the guy you want up at the plate in every possible situation. His at-bats are difficult. He's not like difficult for the pitcher. He do, He's not swinging at pitches out of the zone nearly as much. I've said that a lot early in the season. He's now driving the ball. The guy hadn't had a home run for the longest time since like last August. Now he's got five home runs on the season. Like This is the Nick Castellanos, the Phillies sign. This is the Nick Castellanos Dave Dombrowski went out and got and adds to that lineup. And like I got, if he's clicking, like this lineup, and especially the meat of that order is really, really deep. Like the fact that he's got the best numbers. And Bryce Harper's been good since coming back, uh, for the record. But Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, it, who do you even who do you pitch to? Right? Like they're. I've just pointed out that Trey Turner's been getting it going since Harper comes back. If you try and not give Harper too much to hit, then you have to pitch to Castellanos, and he's making you pay too. And then. Kyle Schwarber, uh, you know, if he could get the power going, is your five hitter followed by Romuto and Bohm. Like, I have faith in this offense that it's going to. They've been hitting well, right? Like, we, the story of the season is they consistently get double digit hits and they're unable to come away with runs in scoring position. Like, that has to change. Like, that absolutely has to change. And I'm not saying it has to change in a way of like they need to make a change. I mean, they do. They they need to that trend needs to correct itself as the season or continue to correct itself uh, as that se- as the season goes on but i mean more so from like by the law of averages like water will find its leveling point this team is going to score more runs i have faith in this lineup there are too many hitters in this lineup to all be cold at the same time and this more oftentimes than not i believe in this offense to come away with runs when they need it so i think that's my takeaway my takeaway is nick castellanos is going to be an all-star He's another great game last night. Uh, I really look forward to his at bats. Uh, he's got a really nice looking swing at the you know this time of year, and as the weather continues to get warmer, uh, and he really seems to have found a groove. And a guy who a lot of fans lost faith, a, a lot of a lot of fans, myself included, totally lost faith in a season ago. Uh, Nick Castellanos looks really really hot at the plate right now. He's looked really good at the plate uh, all season long. And I have a strong feeling that Rob Thompson might be managing that guy uh, in the All-Star game in Seattle come July. So those are my three takeaways. Uh, Again, Philly's 8-4 win over the Blue Jays last night. The concerning news of the day, uh, Jose Alvarado left elbow inflammation. Uh, Rob Thompson telling the media in the dugout uh, before the game on Wednesday that he's concerned. Uh, 
and as a result, it looks like Craig Kimbrell uh, and a bit of a closer by committee, but Kimbrell, you would imagine, would be the number one guy to get those closing roles. He was the guy who closed out the game uh, last night in a non-save situation. Uh, he hit 99 miles an hour on the radar gun, so maybe he has found something. Uh, looked really, really good. 14-pitch inning, two strikeouts. Trey Turner has is on the middle of a nine-game hitting streak, a bit of a quiet one, uh, and I certainly think Bryce Harper hitting behind him has something to do with that. And, of course, Nick Castellanos, I think he's going to be an all-star. He's been playing like an all-star so far this season, uh, and his his numbers at the plate so far this year. Uh, and once he starts hitting for power, I mean, he's just a, a really, really tough guy to pitch to for opposing teams because the book on him was just pitch out of the zone, you'll get him out. That is not the case uh, so far this season. Uh, so really, really hats off to Nick Castellanos for uh, finally making that contract look like it might have been worth it and make making Dave Dombrowski look a little smarter uh, than he necessarily already was. So uh, that's going to do it for this first segment. On the other side, going to preview today's game, kind of what to watch for and uh, preview the pitching matchup is, again, a weird two-game series, two weird two-game interleague series against the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll have the preview for that and uh, the week ahead, the weekend ahead uh, in Colorado as well because, uh, you know, guy making a big return. I'll tell you about that uh, on the other side. You're listening to the Phillies Today podcast. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson. More Phillies Today coming right up. Welcome back to the Phillies Today podcast. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson, getting you ready for the Phillies and Blue Jays uh, coming right up in a few hours here, uh, 4.05 from Citizens Bank Park. Uh, two-game series, quick two-game series, and a bit of a weird scheduling quirk uh, here is that you know sometimes in the baseball season you can go practically a month uh, without an off day, and the Phillies here have like three off days uh, in a span of eight days having an off day. Uh, last Thursday, the travel day coming home from Los Angeles before the Red Sox series, having an off day following the Red Sox series uh, before two games set here against the Blue Jays, and then an off day tomorrow before they head back out west, not fully to the west coast, but to the mountain time zone to take on the Colorado Rockies. I'll give you uh, what everyone's talking about in that, with that Rockies series coming up in just a little bit here. But previewing today's game, it'll be Zach Wheeler against Kevin Gosman. Uh, ironically, both of them... So they're, they're, they're both obviously very good pitchers, like the quote-unquote aces uh, of their staffs, but both coming off bad starts specifically against the Boston Red Sox. We'll start with Wheeler, who on May 5th against the Red Sox, just five days ago, goes five and a third, allows four earned runs, five runs total uh, against the Red Sox in a loss against them. And Kevin Gosman, even worse, his last start was a day before uh, in Boston, and he goes three and a third, ten hits, eight runs. Uh, so these are a couple of guys who you would imagine are going to be hungry, pitching well below their ability the last time out through the rotation against the Red Sox. Wheeler comes in with a 426 ERA, Gosman with a 386 ERA. Wheeler, for the most part, has looked pretty, I'll say solid, uh, in a number of his starts this season. But some of them have been concerning, like I won't lie. Like he... The start before that, he went six innings, no runs. That looked pretty good, but you think back to that start against the White Sox that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, uh, where he went five innings and four runs and struggled to get through an inning, and then against on April 23rd against the Rockies, where it looked like he was going to run into some trouble again on the base pass, but he had 11 strikeouts, six innings, three runs in that game. It seems like the way that we used to talk about Aaron Nola, where he would, you know, there's one inning late in a game where he struggles to get through, and by the way, Nola... I forgot to mention uh, when recapping last night's game, uh, look, did look pretty good uh, in last night's game. He got through six innings for Rob Thompson, allowed just two runs, only six strikeouts, 86 pitches, but uh, did his job when handing it over to the bullpen. Zach Wheeler has done this thing this year where, like, 
sometimes even just the second time through the order, third, fourth, fifth inning, where there's one specific inning that there's a lot of traffic on the base paths, and he doesn't usually like blow up to the point where he costs you the game entirely. But Zach Wheeler has not had his best stuff here uh, in 2023. He's been very vocal against the pitch clock. It's like, dude, I get it. You know, you, you pitch through spring training just like everybody else. Every pitcher dealing with the same kind of thing. Um, so it would be really big for his confidence, for my, for Rob Thompson's confidence in him, for the fan base's confidence in him, uh, if he could go out there today and, you know, Go pitch seven innings and allow one run against the Toronto Blue Jays. And you're going to have a hungry Kevin Gosman on the other side trying to get uh, Phillies hitters out. Uh, but it's going to be a really nice day today down at the ballpark. Warm day. Ball should be carrying. Uh, but I understand it's not exactly pitcher weather. Uh, but Zach Wheeler in front of the home crowd on getaway on a getaway day, I should say, uh, would be really, really big for him uh, if he could have a really solid outing. So that's going to be, you know, a Mike's quote-unquote thing to watch for in today's game. Pair of uh, number one starters for both teams going here in the series finale, the two-game series finale, uh, before the Phillies have yet another off day. They're third and eight days uh, going back out to Colorado. And in Colorado, they will get Ranger Suarez back, uh, which is also pretty big in terms of going back to the point about Alvarado and this new-look bullpen. Uh, the fact that Alvarado uh, does head to the bullpen here, and, or does head to the injured list here, I should say, getting Matt Strom to take up some of those bullpen innings. It's like they're getting Ranger Suarez back. Great, that's exciting. Strom no longer in the rotation. He goes to the bullpen, and the second that happens, Alvarado uh, heads to the injured list. So that's just kind of a disappointing reality of like getting one guy back and having another guy go to the injured list immediately, uh, but at least they're not in a situation where they have neither of them um, in this spot. So that's going to be what the bullpen looks like moving forward. That's going to be what the starting rotation looks like moving forward. We'll see that more in Colorado following this getaway day, getaway game here today. Uh, and I should also mention that the the roster move that they made for Alvarado, uh, sending him to the injured list, is Andrew Bellotti, who's been rehabbing to get back. Uh, he has been recalled from his rehab assignment. He rehabbed the other night in Clearwater. Uh, he's been reinstated from the 15-day injured list. So Rob Thompson will have that card to play out of the bullpen as well. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Phillies Today podcast. Again, Phillies 8-4 win over the Blue Jays. Looking for another win here today, a quick two-game sweep uh, as they try and clo- c- close in, uh, inch or, cl- close an inch closer here is what I'm looking for, if I could speak, uh, to 500. Uh, they're just two games shy of it right now. A win today, they could get there. Uh, and the Colorado Rockies, a uh, team who they had great, you know, pretty good success against uh, when they came to Philadelphia. Hopefully they can go out to Coors Field, get the bats going, uh, and get themselves back over 500 by the end of the weekend. Again, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Phillies today podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wilson. I'll talk to you next week, everybody. Have a good one.